Welcome to this episode of the Future Champions podcast, A Word Planning. I have three children and my two boys have always played football. My daughter is a very keen horse rider, but my two sons have played football since they were four years old. From the time that they could play, I placed the responsibility of their preparation on them. They were responsible for getting their gear ready for the game. They were responsible for being on time. And if they wanted to play football, then it had to cost them something. The night before the game, I would ask them, have you got your five things for football? It was their responsibility and their problem if they got to the ground without them. I still remember my oldest son in the back of the car folding up some cardboard and shoving it into his socks as makeshift shin pads. I looked at him sternly, trying to mask my smile, part admiration for his desire to play at all costs, and part pride to watch my son in a learning moment. The lesson? Planning is vital and the little things matter. At the age of five, that was the last time he forgot his shin pads. The next week, when I asked on the Friday night, have you got your five things for football, he made sure he did. My younger son Jasper is 10 years old and is still in that development stage of his life. I asked him about his five things for football and what it meant to him. I definitely remember the five things for football. Socks, shin pads, boots, water bottle and shorts. If I get to the game without boots then I can't play and I need to be responsible for what I take and I don't take. As a football coach, what was interesting for me is how well prepared young players were when they came to each game. Most had their gear neatly packed, everything in order and everything perfectly folded in their sports bag. Yet my children, in their early years, would often appear to be the most disorganised and most mismatched kids coming to training or a game. Sometimes they would have their gear in a plastic shopping bag and other times they would be carrying it in their hands without a bag, dropping things as they walked. It makes me smile thinking about it now. But their appearance of being disorganised was just that, an appearance. The truth was they were learning the skill of planning and preparation. Most children when they start playing sport have parents who take on the responsibility of preparing them for the game, packing their bag, making sure they have their gear and getting them out the door on time. But for me, learning to prepare for a game is as important a lesson as the game itself. The art of preparation is a learned behaviour. And if you don't pay attention to the little things, well, you may just find yourself stuffing cardboard into your socks in the back of a car before a game. And the truth is, It would have been easier for me to get my children's gear ready and make sure they were prepared. But what lesson would that be teaching them? It would be teaching them that their preparation is someone else's problem. My eldest son, Jaira, is now 16 and has been at boarding school in Brisbane since he was 15. He is part of the Brisbane Raw Academy and plays for the under-18 squad. Everything he does in his life now is organised by him. As parents, we simply can't be there to make sure he is organised. I asked him if he remembered the five things for football and if learning those skills so young helps him now. I remember the Friday night before the game, I used to always have to get the five things for football, which were 
my boots, my socks, my shin pads, my shorts and a water bottle. I've learned that from a very young age and I think it's helped me now with my time schedule, with school, with Nodgy football, with Brisbane Raw and everything that I do. I think I live a busy life and I think because of what I've done at a young age, I think it's helped me now. Sometimes we overstate and overcomplicate the simple things in life. And I feel this is very much the case when we think about planning. Planning is not an event. It is a constant behavior that should be evident in every area of your life. It is the skill of being able to think about your future and develop a set of actions that will assist you in shaping that future. When my children would sit down and go through the five things of football, what they didn't realize was they were learning the skills of planning, looking to a future activity and enacting a series of tasks so that their future activity has the best possible outcome. At the age of five, Jaira and Jasper understood that if they remembered five things for football, then they would be well prepared for the game, that it would be fun. To better understand the importance of preparation and planning, I want to take you to the United States of America, more specifically to the state of Texas. New Mexico and Texas are neighbours, and in the 1800s they agreed to create a boundary to define what land belonged to New Mexico and what land belonged to Texas. To do this, they commissioned a land surveyor to mark out their neighbouring boundary. They agreed they would use the longitudinal line of the 103rd meridian as the border. These are the lines that run north-south on the globe. This was a common way of establishing state borders throughout the world. James Dirksen is a cadastral land surveyor for Surveys at Work, and I asked him to explain exactly what a land surveyor does. Around 5000 BC or around there, I think the Babylonians, they decided that they wanted to formalise where people owned and where they could grow their crops and where they could live. They introduced the trade or profession of surveyors back then to define land and define boundaries. And then those boundaries become established and then that becomes a culturally significant line there in that everyone then starts to respect it and they go yeah that that old wall there that's fred's over there and this is mine on this side and we respect each other now and so essentially it's evolved over a period of time to where we are now where we still have laws if you take land from someone else you build your house and there's consequences a surveyor named John H. Clark was commissioned with surveying the boundary between New Mexico and Texas. He started from the southern end of the border and worked his way north, but his starting point was over six kilometres west of the 103rd meridian. That's six kilometres that would be lost to New Mexico and gained by Texas. Despite the significant error, Clark continued to mark the boundary until his access to water prevented him from continuing. Clark returned home. When he decided to return to his surveying duties, rather than starting from his last marker, Clark travelled to the northern end of the New Mexico and Texas border and started marking the border from the north to the south. This time he was over three kilometres west of the 103rd meridian, ensuring that New Mexico would lose more land. He planned to keep travelling south until he met the marker that would connect his southern border to his northern border. 
Clark was about 160 kilometers away from his southern marker when he encountered Native Americans. Because this was the 1800s, he made the decision to pack up his gear and go home. He wrongly assumed that he had created two straight lines and that he could go and connect them with ease. In 1891, Clark's Crooked Border became certified as the New Mexico and Texas border. This era cost New Mexico about 2,500 square kilometres in land. To put that into perspective, that is roughly 460,000 football fields. Clark was not prepared for the task that he was commissioned to do. He did not understand or prepare for the lack of water by organising water drops at key locations. He did not properly establish his controls when starting his journey. He also didn't plan for support to help him navigate the harder parts of his journey. As a result, his survey will go down in history as the biggest survey mistake ever made. Why did I tell you this story? Because when it comes to preparation, the little things matter. If you continually turn up ill-prepared and don't take time to plan, over time and without noticing, one day you will turn around and realise that you are so far away from your desired destination. You would have gone so far that it would be nearly impossible to retrace your steps to where you deviated from your path. Developing your planning skills in all things now will ensure that you stay on the right path and you'll be closer to your destination. It's not just the big things, it's the little things that make a difference. Last year, former Brisbane Raw footballer Shane Stefanudo spoke to the Future Champions podcast where he addressed the importance of preparation before a game. Here is what he said. My routine before a game got to the point where I was so meticulous in what I was doing probably two or three days out from a game. There was really no flexibility in it. I was eating similar foods. I was sleeping as much as I could, to be honest, where I was going to bed at 8.30 at night, to be honest, and I was sleeping through to, you know, we had early training sessions, but I was probably, you know, asleep until 6.30 in the morning. On game day, I used to go to bed at probably 9 p.m. the night before, and I'd nearly sleep until 9 a.m. in the morning. I would then have my game day routine of breakfast, same breakfast pretty much always, same lunch pretty much always, and you'll love this. I then used to have an afternoon sleep as well. You know, I used to try and have an hour in the afternoon before my pre-match meal, and then I was off to the stadium. And, And that's how, I guess, meticulous that I'd broken down my preparation because I knew that when I got out onto Suncorp Stadium on a Saturday night, I felt bulletproof nearly. I felt that I'd given myself the best possible opportunity to to perform at the highest possible standard. Now, sometimes I would do all that and I'd have a stinker or the the winger would get the better of me that day. So that's always going to happen. But I had a belief in what I was doing was correct for me and it's for me, you know, because everyone will be different of how they prepare. But when, when I got the formula right or what I thought was a formula, I would just replicate over and over again. There is an African proverb that says, for tomorrow belongs to people who prepare for it today. And that is the sum of this episode. For tomorrow belongs to the people who prepare for it today. There is no real secret to it. If this is something you struggle with, start practicing the skill of planning. Think about your tomorrow. 
What do you want it to look like? What can you do today to make your tomorrow play out the way you want? Now do that. Thank you for joining me on the Future Champions podcast. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or visit us at www.intentsport.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Future Champions Podcast. My name is Stuart Taylor. Stay safe.